Welcome to WXAV 88.3 FM. I'm Sean Anderson, and I am on the phone with Mike Kinsella of American Football, of Owen, and of Captain Jazz as well, and, and many other projects. Mike, how are you doing today? Um, pretty good. Pretty good. 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 And Mike, throughout your whole career, you've pretty much practically had all of your releases uh, been on polyvinyl. And how how has your, I mean, what what about polyvinyl has really made you want to stay with this label for your whole career? Well, I mean, I knew, I met them when they were just like, uh, it was Matt and Darcy were just like music fans putting out seven inches by local bands that they liked, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I mean, I would just hang out with them at shows. So I just, I just knew they were in it for the right reasons. And then, uh, you know, right off the bat, they had a great, you know, fair deal with the artists, um, and it's literally been the same deal that I've had since, uh, well, actually, the first, like, I don't know, 10 releases, or up until maybe, like, three or four or five years ago, I never actually signed any contracts with them. It was always just, like, a handshake, and, yeah, it just it's rare in this business to work with people that you like and trust, you know, so it's kind of been a no-brainer. As long as they'll, you know, let me keep doing it, then I'll keep putting it out with them. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and they just hit their 20-year anniversary, and you've pretty much been with them for about 17 or 18 uh, of those years. And, and they put out the poly, or they're putting out the Polyvinyl Plays Polyvinyl compilation, yeah. and uh, you're a part of that. You cover Rainer Maria. Why did you pick Ears Ring to cover out of all of the catalog that Polyvinyl does? You know, I, just, uh, I associate Rainer Maria with Polyvinyl just because, you know, back in the day, they, they sort of... Uh, at some point, they were sort of like the band that was like pushing polyvinyl ceiling. Like they, Rain and Rain was touring all the time, kind of blowing up, and polyvinyl was like kind of struggling to keep up. So, uh, yeah, they were one of the bands that I first saw kind of like do really well, and they were on that label. And I've always, I'm you know, I'm friends with them. I love them as people. And that song in particular was uh, sort of going back to it, like when I'm traveling. There's just a line in it about. Uh, you need contact daily. Your conscience is failing. You know, when I'm kind of gone away from home, kind of hits me a little harder. So I've been, uh, it's been like on my playlist recently anyways, or relatively recently. So, Gotcha. And, and also on that, that compilation, uh, Tank recovers a fever from Owen and the Dodos cover never meant from American football. So have you ever heard a cover of that a band has done of one of your songs that has made you think differently about that song you wrote? Um. Well, I mean, just Tank Anytime I hear a girl singing any of my songs, I kind of get mad because I get jealous. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I can definitely, I wish I had a girl's voice, and I, I can hear a lot of my songs with a girl's voice. So that's always, uh, that always hits me like, oh, they're doing it better than I could do it. Yeah, I don't know. Covers are weird. Like, it, it's weird to do, and it's weird to hear. Like, it's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. There's just something about it, like. If you if you're if you're familiar and obviously I'm very familiar with my original songs, um, but if you're familiar with the original, it's sort of often hard to get past that. Like I know everybody kind of went crazy for like the Ryan Adams Taylor Swift covers, but I it, I don't know I just didn't believe any of them. So I gotcha. Yeah, and, and you you mentioned about the whole uh, with, with the, going back to Rainer Maria, how that one kind of helps you uh, coping with like being away from home and stuff like that. Uh, and, and really, with Owen, the 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 record you put out this this year uh, off of Owen, King of Wise, you kind of talk about you know being away from home a little bit. So, are you really inspired by stuff from your past, or is it stuff that you know you're constantly finding? Like, where where do you find inspiration, like from other artists? <laughs> yeah, from other artists. Uh, I don't. I'm not. I don't really keep up with current music so much. Um, I'm more inspired by people. Like, I know I'm inspired by you know, brothers in a place in a band, Joan of Arc. And not so much the music, but just like their sort of like their desire to create 
their sort of like energy that they put into creating is inspiring in a way that like, I mean, I've got kids and I'm sort of like have to do the dad thing. So I can't really dive into it full time. But when I get a chance to create, like it's, it's inspiring to see your uh, sort of <clears throat> like, you know, it's uh, emulate that sort of like energy. And then I got, you know, like the Ryan and Maria dudes, I know they're still like making music and, um, and they sort of like, they went in completely different directions after breaking up and then they get back together and, are really enjoying making music together again and stuff. So that's inspiring. And that's sort of the exact same as the American football guys. Um, you know, it's like now coming at it now when we all have like this real life that we've fallen into, it, it just means a lot more now. So it's just sort of inspiring just to be able to do it all these days. Yeah. And, and you bring up American football getting back together. Uh, how was it difficult kind of getting back into that mindset to write for American football after 17 years? Or was were you have you always been kind of in that same mindset of writing for American football? I, I don't I didn't write towards American football as much as I sort of edited what what I the stuff I wrote. I would just edit it and push it either towards an Owen song or an American football kind of song. Um, so I wasn't like it wasn't like I was speaking with a different voice. I was just sort of like editing it. So you know, because it sort of had more one voice instead of, like, sort of multiple voices, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and with that, too, you kind mm-hmm. of, uh, in, in an interview with Prefix Mags in, like, 2012, uh, you said in a reference to the Captain Jazz reunion from 2012, uh, 2010 that you were sort of dreading the reunion, and it felt like most of us had hesitations that re- reunions aren't cool. Uh, but you did kind of say that, the you, you know, getting back together with Captain Jazz was worth it. Uh, did you have any of those same kind of feelings of, anxiety of getting American football back together? I mean, you, you did say you, you were kind of writing in the same mindset, but was it kind of difficult and kind of an anxious time to get back to a, a mindset you guys haven't been in for 17 years? Well, yeah, I mean, if even, I don't know if I said it explicitly in that interview in 2012, but, like, this was definitely not on the radar even in 2012. Like, it really wasn't, it wasn't an idea until it happened. <laughs> you know, like, it wasn't like this plan, and we're like, well, what can we do? It? Okay, let's do it, then we'll make this big plan. It was like, Polyvinyl was going to reissue the record, and then they did, and then there was a better response than we sort of anybody sort of thought. And then we got a couple show offers, and we just sort of like, you know, we we're like, okay, well, if we did these, how could we do them and sort of do them properly? And then once we figured it out, we just like kept doing it because it's fun. And with with you guys finally getting back together, do you think that's going to be something that stays a, a project or do you think it's going to go back on the shelf in, in your guys' mind? Does, is the fun outweighing, you know, going back to it? <laughs> uh, it's a good question. I don't know. Like, it's still, it's very part-time. Like, I think we're playing about one show every month for the next three months, and then we have some shows set up in June. Um, so as long as it's still, like, something we all look forward to doing instead of something we feel we have to do, I think we'll keep doing it. But, um yeah, the writing, I mean, the writing part was fun. You know, there's a little bit of pressure, but when the album was due, like, there was some pressure to get it done in time and stuff, um, which it's just, like, uh, exponentially harder because we all live in different cities and we all have kids and jobs and stuff. So it wasn't like we can, like, be like, well, let's just spend another week doing it. It's like, no, we planned, you know, these specific days. We planned them about eight months ago so people couldn't get off work and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just like, like, I think... It's kind of cool. We can like walk away, or we can shelf it at any moment. But it's also like it's still fun, so we'll keep doing it. So we'll see. 
and something that I think might be seen as fun, at least for you, since you are from Chicago. Cubs, obviously, I know you you know this, but the Cubs won the World Series. Uh, they did. They did win the World Series. Uh, so have you always been a Cubs fan? Because I know you're posting a lot on, on Instagram about the Cubs winning. And, and if you are a Cubs fan, what was it, what was the feeling kind of seeing them finally win? I, I've said this in the past, like just traveling. Like I, I'm fully aware that the White Sox are cooler than the Cubs. You're right. I mean, they are. There's, it's cool. <laughs> like, south side, very uh, uniform. They don't have Go Cubs Go as a theme song. That's cool. Um, but I grew up a Cubs fan, you know, and you kind of can't really help it. Uh, yeah, it was great. I got really new. I mean, playoff baseball is just so fun. And then to see the Cubs, just to watch those games, like once they won, I kind of like, I was over it. <laughs> kind of like I, I went to Wrigley and I kind of walked around with the zombies drunk, but uh you know, the next day I woke up, I, I, I felt elated, but I wasn't like, I didn't need to keep seeing the replays and all the stuff. Like, I was just kind of like, man, those games were so fun to watch, and they were so exciting. Uh, and then it was obviously satisfying that they won. Yeah, so pretty and, much. Uh, and then Trump won, and then it killed the whole vibe, you know? Talk about it. I mean, that was the that was the thing. Like, being, I'm, I'm from the South Side, so, you know, oh, cool. ha- having all these crazy uh, Cubs fans around me, you know, you know, brag about them winning, and then having the Cubs fans, who are also Trump fans, bragging about two <laughs> things was worse. Ah, oh, that's the worst. Like, luckily, all my friends who like the Cubs are educated. Um, but uh, yeah, just, I mean, the, since the election, I feel like you know, like I was waking up for a few days since uh, the World Series with like an extra mouth in my step, and then Wednesday morning, you know, since then it's just been like an extra knot in my stomach. So yeah, no, I, I had the same feeling, and, and but now you know that. If you want the Cubs to win the World Series again, you might have to trade off Trump winning, but also it seems like you have to put out two. You have to put out an Owen record, an American football record, in the same. I year. know. It's a curse now. I'm cursed. Yeah, I have to do everything exactly the same. I don't know if your fans would call it a curse, but yeah, I think it might be a curse. You might start another curse. The Mike Kinsella <laughs> curse. Busy year. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I got I got three more questions for you. Uh, the first one is uh, is something that I, I saw online. And I wanted to pass it on to, to you guys. And it was really, why did it take them 17 years to get into the house? To get into the house? Yeah, to get into the house. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I said, it wasn't, we, since we broke up, we, it was never a plan to get back together. You know, it was, I, I'm trying to think of all, like, the other projects I'm in. Like, people ask about there, they're there. And, um, you know, I could see that happening again at some point. Um, I could see me playing with Jonah Bark at some point. Uh, the other band, Owls, has played. And I mean it sincerely, like, American football was never planned to get back together. Never meant, okay, I get it. Um, yeah, so I don't know, that's what took so long. I mean, it wasn't even, we never thought about it, that's what took so long. We're too busy living our regular lives. The other question is, uh, are, are your son and daughter into music yet? And more specifically, uh, are they f- fans of your music? Uh, no, I wouldn't call them fans of my music. They usually grab the guitar when I'm trying to play it. Um, yeah, my, my daughter's in violin and um she I got her guitar recently, and she's trying to learn Taylor Swift songs. Um, and Archie, he's more like his uncle Tim. He's into abstract kind of music, maybe. So what? So we'll see. You teaching your daughter any sweet uh, hammer-ons and pull-offs yet? <laughs> she, she, yeah, I wouldn't. She's not doing too much math rock yet. Um, <laughs> it's just like learning the basic chords so far. Uh, and then we, we asked uh, two questions uh, to every single person we interview, and, and these are the final ones. The first one is, what has college radio done for your career, and, and has it had an impact that you've noticed? Oh, it's funny. Um, what is it? NUR? Is that 89.3? I think so. Yeah. Uh, 
it's like is that the Northwestern Station or something? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I totally very tangibly remember listening to like a radio in my bedroom when I was in eighth grade, maybe it was the summer before high school, and I used to like love. Uh, I have like ASMR a little bit, so I used to love just like this sort of like really relaxing college radio, just jockey voices, you know? I don't know. Anyways, it's sort of like public radio kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I heard Red House Painters on NUR, and I never heard of them. I never, it was before the internet, so I couldn't even Google anything. It was just kind of like, oh my God, what's that song? You know, I think I made it like a call the station or something to find out. And I mean, like hearing that, I was, uh, what was the song? Grace Cathedral Park. And there's just like, there's, there's elements of that song that are like, I think uh, every song I've, every band and every song I've ever written, you know, has elements from that song in it. So, yeah, college radio, man. You find cool shit. It's, it's not that bad. And the, the final question we ask people is, if you had to fight someone in a steel cage match, and this could be anyone, whether it's it's real. Uh, you Donald Trump. Donald Trump. I mean, maybe he's like the most obnoxious bull I, you know, currently. See, I've, my sort of, uh, yeah. I've I've been asking this question for about a year now, and I've been waiting for someone to say Donald Trump, and you're the first person to say Trump. Well, I mean, yeah, but if I if I beat him, then then does Mike Pence take his place? That sucks too. He might. I'll fight them all, man. <laughs> You'll just take him down, you and Joe Biden. You <laughs> and Joe Biden, yeah. I'll do anything with you, but yeah, exactly. That's awesome, Mike. Mike, thank you so much for joining me. This is uh, this sure. has been awesome. Awesome.